dark. Smallest nigga, biggest heart. 4 a.m. and up, we in some tennis sharks. Product of my pain, I still got it when we spin it. Right home, if he done made it, boy, adopted to these trenches. The rose about the concrete, the jungle where we living at. I done had the baddest of the baddest eating chicken shack. Ain't gon' say they love you, they gon' act funny. Family ate with trap money. Think the fans think we buying choppers with this rap money. I say I love her, I don't love her. He North made the streets, babysat me for my mother. It's all about a process, they probably ain't go me cause I ain't died yet. Have foreign bitches pulling in the projects. Have project bitches hopping in foreigns. Should I done seen gang turning foreman? Should I done seen ladies Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Battle Rap. Let's talk Battle Rap podcast. Oh man, I'm tripping. Oh man, yo. Shout out to my main, 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 my main man. Big friends in the building, the host extraordinaire. And yo, friends, before I hand the platform over to you, son, it has been a crazy week for your boy, man. As you know, I'm in Brooklyn right now. Mm. I'm chilling in the casa, and um, it's getting crazy, y'all. Apparently, my baby decided, yo, I want to be born in Brooklyn. Water broke on Monday. Crazy. Went to the spittle. You know what I mean? He's going to be induced on Wednesday. So, you know, it's going to be mad monumental for your boy. And, um yeah man so it's been crazy just been back and forth to the hospital and whatnot but i guess the good thing is i'm at home i'm comfortable so this could have happened on the road from cleveland <laughs> to brooklyn you know saying? we could have been in the poconos and this went down so so you know man everyone who's well, out well, there who well, rocks right says you could have been in the fucking polar grounds <laughs> right anywhere so yeah man so everyone who's out there that rocks with us you know what i'm saying just keep sending positive energy you know what i'm saying because you know, man, everything can be touch and go. So, but spirits are up. The positivity is good. The baby is healthy. Mama is healthy. So, you know, man, it's always the battle rap world don't stop just because your boy's having a kid. But um, I was talking to my man, France, and I was like, yo, brother, man, we got to crack these mics, man. We got to crack these mics. I can't be at the spittle anyways. So it ain't like she could be like, you're leaving me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I think my favorite part of the story is that you call the hospital the spittle. I've never heard that. And I'm what? taking that's, it. For, I'm, that's, I'm jacking it. Is that Brooklyn style? Nah, that's that Philly slang. <laughs> never mind. Never, never mind. Oh, I don't want to use it anymore. I'm, I'm cool on it now. I pass. Um. Your baby was looking at the calendar. I was like, "Fuck, Father's Day passed." <laughs> it was, he's like, he's like, "Yo, I ain't no URL events on Sat on a Wednesday, so <laughs> I'm gonna just hold off." Your baby, your baby, your baby put on the Henny Man voice and shout outs to the doctors. <laughs> right? <laughs> shout out to the doctors. <laughs> word man but nah it's mad exciting yo so yeah that's awesome man. that's awesome news man and obviously told you off air like congrats and you know we hold no, it down and that. and i'm just gonna put it on wax again my brother you know you're gonna be a top tier father you know what i'm saying you're gonna you got, that you got that you got that haitian blood you got that old uh word. that old morals you know what i'm saying you're a good person you know what i mean and uh 
you 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 stay out of trouble. So all the all the morals and lessons are gonna hey, get man, passed I'm just down. Trying to stay out the way, player. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? On all parts of that circle, whether we on road trips, stay out the way. <laughs> whether we in the city, just stay out the way, yo. I have a decade of youth ahead of you, so I enjoy the toxicity. <laughs> yeah, man. That's why I let you handle that. And I'll be like, all right, friends, well, it's time for me to go now. <laughs> I I'm got like, some family to make it back home to. You know, after 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 every battle rap event, is always like a little meetup somewhere or like all the battle rappers going to dinner. They're like on the road and it's like, hey, what's there to eat? And I hate the fact that New Yorkers can never take these people to anywhere nice. Like, let's go to mm-hmm. fucking Hibachi Steakhouse. Let's go get some Greek food. Let's get some Indian cuisine. It's something nice, right? You know yeah. what I mean? Let, let's get some nice Latin food. Nah, we just got to go to a fucking diner. Or we go to fucking Applebee's, or whatever, you know. <laughs> Two for twenty on the Applebee's, right? And every time it's like, all right, this is where you get the most like bad rap intel. You get the insight. You get like uh, info on negotiations, contracts, pricing, uh, potential matchups, speculations, future events for the league. And yeah. I'm like, you know what? I've just been standing for eight hours. I came early, covered the event, live tweeted it. I'm I'm exhausted. I want to go home. I'm hungry. I don't want to eat no Applebee's. But, you know, this is part of role of being media to get behind these curtain scenes that you just don't grab anywhere. And at the end of the night, like, I was like, all right, man. <laughs> hold it down. <laughs> B.O.P. Hold it down. <laughs> I'm taking my... I'm taking my old ass home, man. I'm chilling. I, I think the only time you did you did stick around was when we went to uh, Guardians of the Coach out in Jersey, but it's because you were our ride and you had no choice, and we were like so far from home. You couldn't <laughs> just be like, "All right, guys, I'm gonna leave." I was hungry. I can't front, man. <laughs> All right, guys, have a good one. Give <laughs> get back home safely. Right. Now, nah, but that was a good time, though. The Horsemen. We got to know a lot of behind the scenes things that were in the works and all that, and. You know, man, not not for anything, but it also it also allows you to um to build trust with artists so that when they do have a story to break or if they do want to have that deep conversation or a meaningful interview or something like that, you know, you you open up those doors, man, to have that happen. You know what I mean? And then the conversations just mean a little bit more at times, you know, so and so it's definitely worth it, you know, hanging out afterwards and all that and just getting to know people on a human level. But I'm old and my old lady ain't having that, man. So I take my black ass home after. I let y'all young balls run around. Yeah. Uh, it's so interesting, man. Like, there's so many little facets of just being media. And I've talked about this in the last two pods of, like, oh, this is such, such an exciting time to be a media member because of, obviously, the live content available for you to present. But I feel like we have yet to have that conversation about being that trusted source, right? Like, having battle rappers call you and not necessarily run their material with you, but ask you about your decision on, on potential business that they have on the table, like potential matchups, their schedule. And, and I mean, obviously our decision isn't the end all be all right. Like I'm not trying to say that we're, we're, we're the reason certain things go down, but it's just to know that like our value and our opinion, uh, because we understand the landscape, we study things so much. And then we also have an audience that, that, uh, that listens to us when we kind of break things down as to how it's being uh, like booked and managed and how it came to fruition. It's really interesting to have the battle rappers call you like, Hey, you, what do you think about me having this match? What do you think about this and that? You know, like, like for example, like Loso, I'm talking to Loso and he's like, Oh, you know, ultimate man is twos around the corner. How would it look 
if I'm in Ultimate Madness 2 after this JC battle. You know, and, and then we had a conversation also on our LTBR Slack. Like, do you guys still think it's a good look? And it was a little bit of a split there, right? There were some people saying no. Some people saying yes. Listen, you caught a 30 off of a super vet. It's time to chill. Like, maybe the timing might be off for it. For me, you know what I mean? I think maybe you try to punch up just a little bit more and take it up to the next level. Because you got momentum. Battle rap is all about momentum. And he's still trying to gain momentum and really lock it down. So, for me... Eh, I might skip out on that, especially just after having this battle. Yeah, I, I, I told him the same. I was like, well, I, I, I guess the biggest question is the variables outside, right? Like the bag, if the bag is tripled, like n- nobody's going to say no to 75. And, and if the competition level steps up, the, that's a respectable tournament. You know, there's yeah. no there's no Rubandos. <laughs> <laughs> shot <laughs> you know how to do what i had to do but but on the on the flip side now then you also think about the other side of being media right like after his jc performance because then there's like there's the battle rappers that come off a good performance and they're kind of consulting with like their peers and media to, to take the temperature things and then there's the ones that had a not so good performance like we'll use jc for example the opposite mm-hmm. side of loso and I was shocked, Vlad. Like you saw it on Swamp's IG live. He was he was like on live outside the venue with all the rappers after Ultimate Madness. And JC saw him on live and kind of just like shook his head a little bit, like like <laughs> oh, oh like as if he got out of bed. And he's like, "Yo, let me let me tell you guys something. Let me tell you guys something, right?" Like since he was ready to start a rant, uh-huh. and before he started the rant, he was like, "Yo, I fuck with Swamp." And then Swamp like mumbled. He's like, "Nah, bro, don't don't start this." And then everybody started laughing, and people were kind of like. Just like giggling, he's like, "Nah, nah, hold on, let, let me explain myself. Let me explain myself." Uh-huh. And it was, it was, it was so awkward because it was like one of those, it was one of those moments where you have that friend that like tries to pitch you a quick money grab, a money scheme, or, <laughs> or, or tells you to send a hundred dollars to his cash app to oh, make eight hundred, yeah. right? And you you just suck your teeth. Whereas like, nah, you bullshitting. And everybody had that reaction at JC, and nobody was even like listening to him, making eye contact with him. And I was just kind of like, "What's going on with Julian?" Yo, I, I didn't see that one, but you know, today I saw the tweets going out, and you know, I just been pretty much at the at the hospital and whatnot. So during the daytime, I'm kind of clueless as to what's going on in battle rap. You might see me retweeting something, but that's just because you know it's just promotional stuff or whatever. So just show love and keep it moving. I'm not really on it like that, but I just kept seeing prayers for JC, prayers for JC. And Joe Budden's I, tweeted out prayers yeah, for JC. I'm like, yo, the biggest, the biggest black rap podcaster in the world treated out prayers for JC. I'm like, yo, what's happening with the boy? So then Geechee Gotti was like, yo, man, what's going on, man? You know what I'm saying? I see everybody talking about prayers for JC. Like, what's up? Oh, man, my dude. I hit the comment section in there to see what was going on with homie. And it was like, yo, all kinds of like the videos from a from an interview that he did. And I'm like, yo, it really made me pose a question. Like if I had an interview with someone and the person wasn't going to look the most favorable in the light. Do you at that point just don't air that because it might make the, the rapper and somebody who you've you know, actually spent time with face to face, look bad, 
you know, or do you just say, hey, the person knows what's going on. I'm not hiding any cameras. They are who they are right now. And I'm just recording, you know, like I really had to think about like, that's a tough predicament to be in, you know, I don't even think you have to think so hard because you don't need a hypothetical. We've experienced it. You know, we we've shouts to you because this is always your idea of bringing in our equipment to get like live interviews in the events. And it was it was an idea that I was always kind of hesitant about. And I wasn't a foot soldier guy. I was a podcaster guy. But shout out to you for it, because a lot of times you will get information from people fresh off of the stage or with the momentum of of like being at an event and like being really friendly. They they just they're a little looser than anywhere else. Right. Um, And sometimes you even grab them saying things that like they're not realizing they're being recorded. (laughs) <laughs> but and, they know they and, all being recorded, so we ain't being sneaky, y'all. <laughs> you know? What I'm no, saying? no. I mean, like they're aware things are out, but they're speaking as if they, you know what it is. It's so organic when you're just having a conversation because you get that back and forth with the person, and you can see that the energy is just all about like, yo, let's talk about this battle. And then after a while, you forget there's a microphone there, like on both sides, and you just start talking real. It really helped. The recorder you use was like smaller than an iPhone six. So, like, they even forget that there's, like, a microphone in front of them. And we we can put this out now, right? It's been almost two years, and that's actually already public information now. You had Pat's Day after the RBE brick-by-brick event, right, after this Danny Myers battle. And you're interviewing Pat's Day, and Danny Myers kind of, like, interview bombs this stuff and is talking with Pat. And then the interview stops being an interview, becomes a conversation of Pat and Danny, but the camera uh, or the, the recorder is still rolling. And in their conversation, they talked about the price of their battle, which is, to me, it was a weird convo to begin with because, like, didn't you guys negotiate? Didn't you guys talk about this prior? Like, why are you talking about this afterwards? Didn't you guys already know what you were getting? But, but you know, then they're, they're talking about, like, yo, we put on a really good battle. And Danny's like, I can't believe we put on this battle and I got paid peanuts. And then, you know, and then Pat Stay's like, well, I got paid peanuts, too. And then they both talking about how they got paid $1,500 for this battle. When Pat Stay's like, yo, this is, like... Not even one six of my price, and and you know you you you're just there just recording it with with, with your your evil face on, but afterwards in post production you're like France edit this out. We can't compromise these guys putting their numbers out there. But I mean now it's public info, so you know that's a little special behind the scenes that we were able to grab. But like like you were conscious. You said, look, this isn't necessarily a negative, but this could affect their business in the future. This could affect their image. This could affect how somebody's booked. You know, because sometimes battle rappers keep their prices uh, amongst themselves and whoever they're doing business with. As a lot of these things aren't fully disclosed or when they disclose it, you got to put a little grain of salt. You got to add or subtract sometimes, you know what I mean? Um, depending on the, the depending on the situation. So you took the initiative to say, let's cut this part out. Anybody else would have left that in there. You know, man, you're right, man. You know, I, I was just... Uh... I'm just, I was just like, yo, yo, this can't go out. Like this, even though they knew they were being recorded, I'm like, fellas, y'all are not even putting your battle rap price out there. Y'all are putting your real prices out there. And I was like, yo, man, I can't let this joint go out. Like, it's just not a good business look all around. And at the end of the day, man, it's just all about creating great content and creating trust, you know, and What's great is that when artists actually trust you to break certain stories of theirs or certain battles of theirs to make that announcement 
or like, yo, you know, I got something real to talk about. I want to holler at y'all or whatever. Like you got to build that trust. And if I would have just sacrificed it for some more downloads or some more plays on one episode, just to be like, Oh, we got their price and this and that, like it looked crazy. It looked like looked very vulturish. You know what I mean? So I was just like, nah, man, can't exploit these guys like that. You know what I mean? It looked kind of crazy. <laughs> so I want, I've always wondered if there's a secret database between the leagues of them kind of having a spreadsheet of everybody's like price and like kind of like numerical order and have like some kind of like market range or like little like levels between everybody. It it, it is really interesting, obviously. And I felt I feel like if this culture, uh, this culture is not mature enough to handle these kind of conversations without it getting ignorant or disrespectful, unfortunately. But I feel like that conversation opens up another level of dialogue and battle rap that's really interesting. Like, when the fans don't get into the middle of who deserves what, who deserves what, or this, this, and that, or tries to play the businessman and just and just understands how things are being built, it's so much more interesting. I love when contracts are, are transparent, not in pricing, but in commitment. And, and I've said this before on the pod. I just love to see, like, what's a battle rapper's, like, mindset? Like, how inspired are they? Like, what's going on? everything around the battle, you know what I mean? And sometimes uh, you don't got to get too personal with the with the, the artist, right? Like, you don't got to follow them every single day, find out if they're eating lunch to know if they're going to have a good performance. Like, that's not what I'm saying either. But you'll know by, like, the way they are on their social media, the way they're promoting the battle, um, whatever kind of commitments they have currently lined up, or what if they what have they been saying about their opponent. It's a little interesting track record to keep. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. But... And it's just, I think about, I know Tez had a five uh, battle deal with, with URL, and now the Nitty one was just the fourth. So now he's got one more to go. You know what I mean? And then it's like renegotiation time. He had, yeah, you're right. His He had uh, T-Top first, the two-on-two with Geechee, the Saga battle, and the run battle. So now he's on his fifth. He's on his fifth and last battle of his contract. And obviously, Av was the name that was like book prior and still like you know in the air that he could battle Av to close out his contract. Easy. So 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 now you think to yourself, oh, Cortez's last performance on his contract. He's gonna he's gonna be special because he wants. He's going to let somebody up. Like, if you're easy to block, Captain, are you ready to take Cortez on his last battle of his deal, knowing he wants to re-up? Like, that's got to put a little fear in the back of your head at the very least. Word, man. And then you seen him hashtagging the re-up, and I was like, oh, okay, bye-bye. I see what's going on over here. I was like, yo, you lining easy up right now, man, for the bag. I love I love the the whole URL like contract stuff too because like you get to see some of the guys that they give these extensions to. Don Marino got his extension, and uh, shout out to Don Marino, man. He's been hinting for quite some time that like when rookies versus vets was just an idea, just a theory back in 2019 around like November December. He said like, "Yo, I want Rum Nitty on rookies versus vets. Like, I'm trying to solidify myself on a punchers list." He proceeded to battle. He proceeded to battle Magic, and you know, go on and so forth. And, and now, he says in an interview, quote verbatim, "I got my rookies versus vets opponent, and it's the toughest opponent I've ever had in my career." It, he and I, I consider and I consider him to be the number one puncher in the game. I mean, shit, man. I, 
I don't think it's Av because I don't think Av is number one, and I think Av is Av and Fonz is already booked because we know that's in negotiations. It's, and is and Rum Nitty said in a, in a hip hop is real interview, you know, like I told URL whenever they think you're ready, I got you. And people are probably going to be shocked to see Rum Nitty and Don Marino probably booked. I'm not saying it's booked. I'm just saying you pull all the contest clues together. It looks like that's the match is going to happen, right? Rum Nitty's from Arizona, Vlad. He's from the West. You know the the Mexicans are like his second best friends out there, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yo man, I saw the look on Don's face, man, when he was describing this opponent, and that was. Did you like, know it was Rum Nitty? Did you know when he said yeah, it? Listen, man, but he, when he said that this guy is a guy who can't lose on URL, pretty much or whatever, I was like, oh, there's only one cat who can't lose on URL. And that's Rum Nitty, man. Like you don't lose on the app, you know, except to be that fellow with Wiz. Um, so I'm like, yo, and I know before he said that he didn't want that match, like he turned it down because he had a couple of options and he was uh, saying that, nah, Nitty is not going to be one of the options. But I think like that joint, the way he was talking, it sounded like it was back on because with them context clues, that's the only cat I could think of. And by the look on his face, I was like, yeah, (laughs) it's 99% him, yo. So, so think about how polarizing Don Marino is, right? Like you either like him or you don't. Right, and there's people that even that do like him are not a fan of the fact that his flow doesn't sound organic, and and and, and he has a resume: Ill Will, Geechee, Saga, you know, Chess. The list goes on, right? Solid names pass on his resume, and now you might have him battling Don Marino on his contract. I mean, you might have him battling Rum Nitty on his contract extension. Like that's a, that's incredible, and, and and we talked about this in the beginning of the year. We never put this on wax. The Jerry West contract by URL was genius. Oh, yeah. Genius. (laughs) They got him on a rookie deal. (laughs) They got him on a rookie deal, and he's an all-star now. Like, after the glue battle, there's like, oh, he's at a level where he can compete with these guys. His very next opponent after glue easy is John John the Don, who's a top tier, who then is from Nitty after that. And then Shotgun Shug. (coughs) Then B-Magic, obviously. And it's like, yo. You know, they, they got this guy while he was still in the middle of, like, not being so active, only battling four times uh, between Jack Boy, Wavy, and, and um and uh, what's he got, Mac Mel, Adam Ben. So he, he didn't battle enough, to I guess, to really be at a point in his contract where he's making the big bucks. But he has the talent level, so they're like, yo, let's lock him in. Yo, Smack and Beasley must feel like Mark Cuban right now. <laughs> How they got Luca? <laughs> yeah, right? On that contract. <laughs> He's like, oh, oh man, I'm only got to what? Oof. Or or like a like a Pascal Siakam, he's making a couple mil. He's only making a little bit. Your right. man Bam out of bio. These guys are all stars making less than five mil a year. Hey man, hey, gotta pay your dues, I guess. Right, but I tell you what though, when when it's time for the re up, they're gonna come back around. They're gonna spend oh, a lot. Oh man, they want that max. <laughs> like I, they want they want that max. Or if you live in a bum ass town, you're like, I'm out of here, man. Um, who, who do you who do you think's a guy that URL's pushed this probably has like in a contract, and it's like uh, this hasn't worked out for them. Oh man, see, I don't, I don't even want to go there. <laughs> like, like that's just like you know, I don't want to say something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't feel right right now. My vibes are a little too positive to go in that <laughs> in that field right now. You know what I mean? But you throw something out there, I'll let you know if I agree or disagree. I think Luizzi's contract probably was very disappointing, to say the least. You look at the app, and he's 
he has the uh, let me see this to confirm it on on record. I have this on paper. He has the worst record on the app. Winless with zero to seven, zero and seven. So he has the worst winless record. Um, he's in the top twenty in reactions. So that's I mean that's a good thing I guess right. So there's, there's talent, but he's out of the top hundred in rank. And this is a this is a guy that that did the smack volume day two, right? Did the strike two point five? Did your bands battle Tay Rock? Battle Av? Like, what more do you want? Battle JC? Like, you say these names Av, JC, Rock, and and then nothing elevated from there, or those battles are all clear losses. Like, it's, it's getting to the point where you have to ask: Is like Gluezy the punching bag? Of URL, and, and did they like kind of realize midway through, like, all right, you know what, we locked him in. We thought he was going to be better than what he was, but you know, now we can use him to get the stepping stone to get somebody else better. Oh, the Gluezy contract flipped into the Jerry West contract. <laughs> <laughs> they just traded contracts, <laughs> right? This is incredible. This is wild, yeah, man. So now they they got the same value now, just seesawed. That's all. Yeah, man, but enough contract talk, Vlad, man. This was fun. What, what's on your mind? What's on your agenda for today? Are we, are we spitballing or are we talking about some of the more recent stuff that you got in your mind for Battle Rap this week? Oh, man. Now the coach is never dry. Yeah, the coach is never dry, man, but like I said, I ain't really been uh, too, too, too crazy in tune. Any battles drop? All right, so there's been a lot of backlash for the URL app because they're dropping the Ultimate Madness battles and not the Sterilized battles. And every time yeah. a battle drops that we've already seen that's been streamed, people have an outrage. <laughs> and the, ba- the, the the battle rapper feels offended, like, oh, what, you guys don't want to see my battle? And it's like, we already saw your battle. That's the point. We saw your battle already. We're paying to see the content that we can't get access to. Yeah, after, <laughs> you know, they got a two-for-one with that one because... You do have a lot of people who are like, yo, I can't watch it live, or they do miss it. So if it's a fire, fire battle, like when we had uh, Fonz and Easy, people weren't that mad. You know, it was like, yo, you know what? This battle is fire. I'll check it out again. But when you're looking at something that's kind of like lackluster or, you know, just doesn't have that spark, you're like, okay, man, can we get Danny and Twerk? Can we get something that we heard was fire? You know, so... I think they're just trying to get these joints out the way and hold on to some goodies, man, to get that momentum going again. Sometimes you got to take a few punches before you land a good, clean shot. So I think they just, you know, taking it on the chin there. Jay Black said something interesting. He, um, when Smack announced that Twerk and Swamp were being pushed back, yeah. Jay Black Jay Black was live on Caffeine and he told all the fans on the stream, Listen, man, I know y'all all upset now, but y'all, this is all going to go away next week. Next week when it goes down, y'all, y'all going y'all gonna to forget about this. So, you know, be mad. Get your bars out now. But in a week from now, this ain't going to matter. And then I thought about that when URL was dropping, like, Don Marino and Big Hand and, and Bill Collector and Glue, as opposed to giving us Danny and Twerk or Casey and Coffee. In my head, I'm like, man, URL's really got us by the, like, by the neck where it's like... <laughs> We're just gonna wait till they give us the battle we want, and we ain't gonna say shit. Yo, like man, we're you all rug got everybody by the short and curlies, yo. Like, <laughs> like, like, son, what are you gonna do? You're gonna watch it no matter what, anyway. You know, right. so all this bitching and complaining, like you could be saving your breath for something else. Like you know, it's but people are tired, man. People ain't working still. A lot of people, people sitting around at home, they just waiting for that fire content to drop, and it's like, yo. A, 
this ain't the most fierce battle. And B, we know you got some heat, so stop playing right now. Y'all playing with our emotions. But I, I think it's hilarious, man, just seeing the Twitter reactions every morning. <laughs> They're like, this ain't the drop we wait for on a Monday, URL. I'm like, damn. What you know, I feel, they drop I, that people think it's ass. <laughs> and I feel bad because it's not the rapper's fault, right? Like, it's not like we're criticizing the rapper. We're actually talking about the league. Like, yeah. I tweeted out uh, when Bill Collector and Glue dropped. I'm like, well, this Monday drop feels disrespectful. <laughs> and Bill Collector tweeted me. said, suck my dick. And I never say that to anybody. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like... Bill, the tweet isn't even about you. It's about the league, like not giving us what we want. <laughs> you know, you know, Bill. Bill double backed. He deleted the tweet and actually apologized. So, like, oh, okay, what's well, up, Bill? <laughs> you know, I, I think, but you know what? That made me realize, like, damn, I feel like we're tugging on the emotional cords of these battle rappers when we say these things because they're they're busting their brains to memorize these these rounds within fourteen days for us to just be like, I don't want this. <laughs> we're un- we're ungrateful. We're ungrateful. I ain't gonna lie, man. You would have to take it personal. Like you'd have to be a super seasoned Arsenal type cat to not take something like that personal. Because on one hand, they drop your battle, and you're like, oh, you want to celebrate, you want to be happy about it. But all you keep seeing is people who want to see this other battle, and it's like, well, damn. Like I just put on a show. I tried to put on a show for y'all. This how you gonna, you know, show show your your your, your love for me. And it, sometimes it, people it, can't separate that. Is all right, whose fault is this now? Is this the fans being ungrateful because they're asking for the demanding content that they're paying for? Is this the league not reading the room? Is this the battle rappers overreacting? Like, or is it a little bit of everything? I think it's a little bit of everything for sure. It's like a mixture of gumbo. It's all in what cycle do you catch the fans in? Like, are we happy with what's been coming out already? And it's like, ah, all right, we could take one of these or. Is it like, all right, man, like, okay, this is like the third one now. <laughs> you know, you got to throw us something good at this point. But it's a little bit of everything in the league. They know. But the league's like, listen, we're willing to rough this period out because y'all going to be right back anyway. You know, so yeah, it's yeah, like, y'all, ain't, y'all not going anywhere. Where are you going? Where are you going? So what are you going to do? Just complain some more? Uh, get more engagement up for URL online? Because whether it's slander or whether it's – um. You know, good talk. It's just, it's all just clicks. So at the end of the day, the more you talk about them, the more engagement, the better, the yeah. bigger they look. And and you saying that is kind of like. I also thought about Torque and Swamp being pushed back, and it was Torque is so polarizing, man. Because it's like anything that has a little bit of turbulence with his performance, whether it goes down or not, whether mm-hmm. it's clean or not. It's instantly an attack to the stigma that he's built and reputation that he has. And he has to wear that. Like, whether he was prepared for Swamp or not, he has to wear that. You know yeah. what I mean? He has to he has to eat that up because that's the brand he's he's created for himself with his, his actions over the last two years. Like, that doesn't just go away overnight. But URL, like, just pushing it back for next week, I, I was a little upset but then I stopped and thought to myself, like, this league is giving us free content for six weeks in a row. Every Saturday afternoon, I have two and a half of two and a half hours of entertainment that I look forward to prior. I'm enjoying when it's happening, and I get to make content of it afterwards, and it's birthed our caffeine show. Absolutely. And you got to think about it this way. Would it have been irresponsible of URL to have read the room? 
to see what the energy was like, to see what the battles were coming out like, and pull an executive producer's decision like, you know what? This is a production. This is a show that we're putting on. This is something that a network is paying us to put on. We need to try to make sure that we have the best content that we could put out there at that time. Because we talking about contracts. URL is on there rookie deal with uh caffeine and who knows how much bigger it can get from here so maybe to salvage a production and make things even more fire you know when it comes to some prime time ratings maybe that's what they're trying to do with it and if that's the case you got to start looking at it from that side and i know it hurts as you know some supporters like they don't care about that they're like yo nah man he just wasn't ready or you know he's always been like this and you're right he's got to wear that brunt because he's no sure multiple times to different places and always had controversies about that so you gotta wear it man and at the end of the day if you put on a fire battle who's gonna care now off the grid do we really believe that twerk was unprepared yes right 100 percent. i don't think he is 100 percent prepared yeah but you know yeah 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 now for sure man so so let's say twerk wasn't prepared can you believe Smack ate the bullet for that? Like, Smack was like, I made the executive decision to push that back. Like, Smack really decided to just say, Twerk, you're not ready. I got you. I mean, if it was true. Listen, man. Who's going to get mad at Smack? Like, you can't get mad at the man that's bringing you all the damn content. You know what I mean? He's just going to eat that one shun, and keep it moving. And if that is something he did, then, yo, kudos to him. Shout out to him for taking um for taking the onus off of... uh offer his talent and making sure that yo you know what i'm gonna put together the best possible showing now i know some people might hate that and they're gonna be like nah man twerk is a man he should be ready y'all babying him but you know at the end of the day the boss calls the shots man that's what he wanted that's what we get it just ultimately feels like twerk could do no wrong right like this is like (laughs) there's, there's no there's no consequence for him almost right yeah, man. With twerk, man, I just look at it like this. If it's fire, then I'm a compliment it and let him and let him know that it was fire. And if he just shows up and give us something that's ass, then you know, he knows he's gonna hear that too. And at this point I think he's cool with that fact and it's just like, yo, I'm gonna just do me no matter what. At the end of the day, I'm gonna be twerk. Let's talk a little swamp and twerk. Uh it's like the marquee match for the weekend, even though there's a final four going on, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's kinda crazy. <laughs> You mean Rubando and Jay <laughs> doesn't get the Trump billing over Twerk and Swamp? The, the semifinals matchups? What? I, I mean, the semifinal matchups are going to go down last if I were to predict it. Like, Twerk and Swamp Fonzie would probably go. Ace? Twerk and Swamp would probably go second in the afternoon, but they're, mm-hmm. they're the biggest match of that night, I guess, for the most part. Or the most anticipated match for that night because of everything going back and forth. This is the second time it's been pushed back. Um, how do you see the battle going out, Vlad? Do you do you see Swamp leveling up here and like having a calico type victory? Yo, what I see is I'm I think we're gonna see Swamp try some new things. Maybe try a little too hard, you know, because this one this one means a whole lot. This one got the eyes on everybody. This one's been delayed a couple of times, and everyone's gonna be tuning in. And Smack is putting his expectations on this battle, and sometimes that could be that could be a bit much for some cats, man. But I feel like Twerk having that extra week, you know, to to come come up with some stuff, man, 
it's going to be too much. If it would have happened last week, I don't know. It probably would have went Swamp's way. But this week, man, with a whole extra week to cook up, I don't know, man. I got to give that one a twerk. I got some insight. Oh, snap. Talk to me. I won't reveal my sources, but my sources that has been in contact with Swamp, I don't know if they're necessarily sparring with Swamp, but, you know, they're just, Mm -hmm. everybody's just kind of matching wits and just talking about, like, potential performances. Swamp's material that he's had in March for twerk is rumored to be the exact same material he has for this weekend. No edits. Yeah. 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 I forgot who he was on the, um, forgot who he was on a, on a platform with probably certified, sh- probably certified him, shooters. Like, maybe I'm not sure who, but I'm, I, yeah. I got this behind the scenes. So if you put this out there as well, that's, 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 that's credible as well. But what, are you concerned? Yeah, because some OG was telling him, like, yo, you better go back and redo your verses. Like, you better go back, change them, add some new things to them. Do not leave them the same from when you first had them. Like, you got to change some stuff. And he kind of looked at him like, I might look into that. And I was like, you might look into that? (laughs) I was like, yo, you might get cooked. You know what I'm saying? Like... (laughs) You better go back and revise some stuff because everything this man's going to be spitting to you is super fresh stuff. You know, sometimes the more you know your stuff, the more you just like, oh, yeah, I know it. And it's just not the same, man, after you've been sitting on material for so long. In terms of preparation, like his style is similar to like clean paper calico where they're like, these are real authentic guys are going to talk that street stuff to you. They're not necessarily looking Mm -hmm. to punchline or like wow the crowd. They're not looking to make all these flashy crossover moves. They're looking to be real fundamental and play like grown man basketball to get a point across to the bucket. And those styles are, are, they don't battle in volume and nor do they battle in short prep time. Like you look at Calico against Twerk. That's the shortest amount of time he's ever prepped for a battle, which is I think three weeks. And you see how and that he, battle He looked terrible. Out. And then clean paper damn near tarnished his career because he had a little bit of buzz to his name and sold himself for for volume and oversaturated his his talent. So Swamp is somebody who's very smart. He hasn't battled since December. You know, um, and that battle was a stock raising battle against Ace Amin on Volume Five, and he's been able to hold out. Yes, he's been sir. able to hold out to to the point where he he's agitated T Top and Tay Rock into agreeing to battle him, right? But but Twerk is not Twerk is battle verb. Suge, JC, Rum Nitty, Geechee Gotti, like Marvin Quest. Like you go down the list of names that Twerk's been in front of. Swamp is nothing compared to these names. Yo, to keep it funky, he shouldn't even be battling Swamp. Like, this is not a battle that should be happening right now. But the fact that he wants to do this battle, too, is something that you really got to think about. This ain't one that they're forcing him to do. Like, yo, you know, we got these rookies. We want to break these cats in. Can you be his first look? No, this is something that he wants. So you got to tell yourself when he wants to lock in with somebody, it could be trouble for that cat. Yeah, um, that's why that's why I'm concerned because on paper, stylistically, and in the environment that we're in, Twerk is literally supposed to like annihilate Swamp. Like he's literally supposed to like take him off the map to the point where like Top no longer entertains the conversation, Tay Rock no longer entertains the conversation. <laughs> like that's what Twerk is supposed to do. I've I, right. I've been on the record 
concern about torque sealing because the way he prepares, um, because even in this, in this in this environment with no crowd, there's still a little like pausing and and like stopping between his rounds, so like it's not fully clean. Um, and mm-hmm. bad news is no offense to bad news, but like that's another guy that like talent wise compared to Twerk, it's it's no competition. And Twerk should have cleared bad news like blew him out the water, which he did in that first round. Then the next two rounds are uncomfortably close, and I feel like we don't even give bad news credit for actually low key edging that battle. And and Swamp annihilated bad news, so this is a guy that that got annihilated by Swamp that arguably beat Twerk, and and now. Swamp is going to be in front of this guy. Like, Swamp's not supposed to win this battle. Yeah, listen, man. But we all know in battle rap that he beat that person and that person beat that person. So this person should beat that person. Doesn't always play out. Like, sometimes just because you were able to annihilate somebody doesn't mean that somebody else will be able to. So this could be a whole different falafel, you know, than compared to, to what happened with Bad News. This and... That wasn't on, you know, the main stage. That wasn't on the the, the, the URL joint. So this is going to hold a little bit more, uh, you know, consequences to it when it goes down because everybody will be tuned in. Everybody will be watching. It's going to live on the app for sure, for sure. So you don't want to look bad losing to underclassmen at this point, especially when you're one of them big dogs now. Yeah. I mean, that's why, you, that's why I'm asking, like, should we expect Swamp to level up? Like, like. That's the only way I could see Swamp, like, really staying in this. He would have to go Super Saiyan, yo. Like, he'd have to go crazy. Like, it can't be some standard stuff. It can't be some just decent stuff. Like, it's going to have to be some, yo, how the hell he came up with that? Like, he's going to have to take it to another level. Whatever they thought he did with the Yorana joint, like, he's going to have to take that up two, three levels. I want to commend him for taking full advantage of the momentum he has. By not battling, obviously, and being able to damn near line them, line himself up for a gauntlet that I, I think if he completes Tay Rock, T-Top, and Twerk, you know, stays competitive or even wins those three, like, that's a top 10 guy, right? You can mention him up there. I mean, if he goes through those three and wins, then damn. It has, it has, like, that it has would... to be a top 10 guy, I think. Listen, man, <laughs> if you can knock out three top 10s, in one year, in small venues, then yo, if I don't have you in my top ten, I'm tripping. I'm tri- he could, yo after he takes those, he don't even got a battle the rest of the year, and you'll be like yo, he's got three clear wins over these three guys on URL. I would just stop. I would just stop battling. Wait till 2021 and get bigger bags, yo. Or I go on a very, very, very expensive small league tour. Right. (laughs) Just just straight taxing everybody, man. And be like, nah, man, I'm going to wait for the big dogs on URL. Like, let me get 5,000 for one rounder. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, Little little Final Four talk. Uh, Let's talk a little Final Four. Um, Let's do it. Jay and Rue, Ace and Fonz. On paper, this content's not supposed mm-hmm. to be good, right? Nah, man, we're supposed to get some mid this Saturday. Fire on one side, maybe not so much on the other side. This Jay and Rue battle, I, I could only see it going one way, man, and that's with just Jay the Nightwing just outclassing him 
all three rounds. Like the best Rue could do is just continue to do what he does, like especially in those third rounds where he seems to care less about uh, reactions from the crowd and just, you know, putting on with his bars. But uh, it could only go one way in my brain, man. Then we go to the other side. Fonz and Ace. Cleveland, man, he's fitting to put on, bro. He's fitting to put on and take that thing home. If he doesn't, friends, I will tell you, I will be shocked. Like, I will be genuinely shocked. It's not like I don't think that Ace can't win, but I just don't expect him to. And if he wins, like, that means he would have to be amazing and Fonz would have to have slipped up because I don't see Fonz, like, trying to let this thing go. So... If Ace wins, this better be one amazing ass battle. I'm gonna be watching the judgments on the edge of my seat, bro. Uh, I'm just thinking about what if what if we get the actual worst outcome that nobody wants, right? What if like RuPaul? Why would like you? what if what if RuPaul pulls the upset and Ace <laughs> pulls the upset, and now we have a Ru Bano versus Ace Amin battle on Gnome? This will be equivalent to you remember 2010 when the Lakers Kobe got his last ring, played the Celtics in the final, and they mm-hmm. rematch because they beat them two years prior. Both yeah. both series on both sides of the Eastern Conference and Western Conference. Uh, finals were at 2-2 at one point and everybody kind of got nervous because we wanted the Celtics-Lakers rematch for 2010 but everybody's like yo what if Phoenix pulls this off and Orlando pulls this off we get a Magic in Phoenix finals (laughs) 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 Dwight Howard versus Amari in the finals goodbye TV ratings right like (laughs) (laughs) ain't nobody trying to watch two big men posted up all night (laughs) Drop step off the backboard. Nobody trying to see all that. Unless they catch an alley oops, man. Nobody trying to see these dudes. You got Turkaloo Garden, Steve Nash. Like nobody oh, nobody wants to, no we don't want to see Ruin Ace. All right. We don't want to see Ruin Ace. I think the Euro staff doesn't want to see Ruin Ace. And even more importantly, if you look at everybody's last two rounds, the indications show that Ruin Ace sh- sh- are heavy underdogs. They should not advance. However, there's always that concern that can Jay get it off clean? You know, will he not choke? Obviously. And what if Ace, uh, you know, this is just a conspiracy. What if Ace kind of like had a feeling that his first two rounds between news and hands, like he could do no wrong. So he kind of little in the bag, a little in the purse and he saved his best material for the conference finals. It ain't going to be enough, man. It ain't going to be enough. Like I said, you know, sometimes you are who you are, man. And the numbers don't lie. It's been proven. I got some. Fonz has been super steady. What's up? We got some breaking nah, info? No, I, I got some cool information about the Final Four. Oh, let's Me go. Me and Cortez was talking about, um, you know, because Cortez has a sports book for Ultimate Madness. And he's been taking bets. He's cashed mm-hmm. in on some weeks. Uh, other weeks, he he's definitely gotten his book cracked. And so now he 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 we're talking and Cortez is like yo I I kind of don't want to open a sports book this week because everybody's gonna just pick Jay and Fonz, and I'm like what you need to, what you need right. to do is create future uh, odds for the what's gonna be the no match and sell that as odds. Oh, so okay. let me break this down to you, Vlad, and I'll put it on paper too. So Let's I'll go. put it on Twitter. Jay versus Fonz, right? It's probably the most anticipated and most likely to happen match for Gnome. The odds for that is minus four hundred. So you got to pay four hundred dollars to win a hundred. 
The second most like the yes. second most likely match is Rubando and Fonz because Rubando has a better chance of pulling the upset than Ace. That's plus that's plus mm-hmm. two fifty. You put a hundred down, you get two fifty. Mm-hmm. The third match that's uh very possible, but uh Ace has a harder uh assignment is the rematch. Ace versus J. I can totally see an Ace versus J rematch. You know, URL mm-hmm. definitely lined it up like, oh, we had this prior, we did it too early, let's do it again. That's plus four hundred. So a hundred dollars to pay out for four hundred. And then the one nobody mm-hmm. wants, Rubano versus Ace. <laughs> so plus six hundred. <laughs> plus six hundred. You bet a hundred dollars, you win six. But for a match that you don't oh. want. Like <laughs> Right. <laughs> now the question I ask you, are you laying that four hundred for Jay and Fonz on gnomes? Or are you are you gonna say, I'll take a nasty match? No, man, no, no. We're, we're gonna get Jay and Fonz. <laughs> so you're you're paying the four hundred. You're you're laying down. Yeah, yeah. I'm paying out the four hundred. I'm walking away with a slick five, brother. <laughs> like, like you crazy? Hey, I'm not. I, no, no, that no. Plus six, All money ain't good money, that, man. That plus six hundred looks tandalizing, man. You know, a hundred dollar bet for a nasty no match. I walk away with six hundred fifty dollars. You know what? I'm pretty. I, I'm pretty sure to make the battle even sweeter when you watch it. Everybody else would be like, I ain't want to see this. You like, well, I pay for it. Technically, <laughs> like I'm sorry, y'all, but um, <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm eating this weekend. Nah, man, we're gonna see that Jay and um, that Jay and Fonz, man, and that's what the URL needs to happen. You need the, and if that does happen, then yo, you got two guys who fully prepared every single round and delivered at what seems to be their highest capabilities at this point. So it would only be right if those two guys were to move on to the finals. Like it would be, it would be very respected by me. Like it would be like you know what this is what it was supposed to happen. This is poetic justice. Mm. And you have one guy who's been known to slip up, but now when the pressure's on, he got it all together. Then you have another guy who people haven't heard of, but he has top tier like material and got a personality and somebody who works hard and he's bring he's trying to bring you three rounds of fire like every single time like why would you not want to see that in the finals and on top of that he's fired is this tournament the official proof that i mean winning obviously gets you a known play in 25 grand but ultimately we're seeing people that have advanced in the tournament have less stock than people that left in the first round like, the fans love Real Sick and Kid Chaos, but they're so upset that Rubando has a chance to be on Gnome. I think it's all about the effort and the material that you're putting in. Like, people see, okay, even though Kid and and Sick got kicked out early when they got a chance to run it back, they still put on. Like, they didn't seem complacent. They put on fire material. And this tournament is all about exposure. And if you can leave people wanting more then you did your job. Win, lose, or draw. It doesn't matter because people will always argue, oh, no, nah, I thought Sick beat Jay. And that's just even more. That's even better for Sick. And on top of that, he came back. That fire people want to continue to see him. Whereas you've got other guys who've gotten a chance to come back and redeem themselves or run it back, you know, and it's just like, ah, oh, you didn't put in the same effort that this guy sees. And we can see what effort looks like in battle rap, you know, so got to put in that effort, man. Yeah, uh, it's just so interesting how there's so many losers that are are bigger winners than, than the people that, that have advanced. Like, 
I don't see Your Honor getting the call for rookies versus vets right now. But like Rusick and Kid Chaos, yeah, they gonna call. I him. mean, like, yeah, I mean, they're gonna do a two day event, sixteen rookies. So I'm sure he's gonna squeeze in. But let's say, let's, call, but let's yeah. say it was only one day event, right? Only seven seven right, battles, right? Like, he might not get that call. And he and yeah, and, and, and and he 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 advanced around and he looked really promising, you know what I mean? So, uh, it's just crazy that like, even in losing, you can be more beloved or have more activity than winning, and this is like the the solid proof of it. Absolutely, man. But you know the 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 the, the, the battle rap purists that you know follow the guidelines of two thousand and four, five, and six don't believe in this. <laughs> <laughs> he lost in the alleyway <laughs> with the jean shorts <laughs> and two people watching. Disgusting. <laughs> it's the golden era, baby. Right? Uh, that was that was their golden era. I get it, man. It was their golden era, but like we've progressed so much that you just can't look at that at its prototype stage and just be like, "This is the best of this is the best of the best of this." Just can't, right? It's like the guys who just only listen to '90s music and just get stuck on that. I'm like, yo, things have progressed, man. MCs can do more, but you know, say la vie, brother. Yeah, it's part of the game, I guess, right? It sure is. Um, prime time. Uh, what went down today? I got. Oh, talk to I got me, a man. couple updates from Prime Time before I, I put it out there. Um, Let's go. Mike P says, "I am the best battler in the world. Why would I ever say any different? Any card that I've ever been on, I top any artist on there." Oh, man. This Mike is is. You know, I'm not even gonna say is Mike P wrong for. Uh, yeah, boy, I, I'm not gonna even say that. I'm not even gonna say that. I'm gonna take. <laughs> I'm gonna take a different spin on this. Is there value in being delusional about yourself? Yes. Blind delusion and confidence. Like, you need that. Especially in this game. Everyone who comes into the game, anyone who, like, raps, they always like, I'm the greatest MC. I'm the best MC in the world. Like, you got to have that delusional confidence to do it. Now, you also got to be able to back it up when you say it. You can't just be saying these things. Like, people, you know, don't watch battles for themselves, but... No matter what, if you believe in what you're saying, like if you wholeheartedly believe in that, there's something about delusional confidence that people love, man. We love to watch it because it's either going to be a train wreck or the greatest thing you've ever seen. So either way, you're getting your entertainment. Yeah, uh, I agree. I mean, I just, I think of Cassidy instantly where it's like, is there some is it is there value in being that person that just never thinks anything you do is wrong? Like you know, like maybe there is because then it gets you to certain places. And and Mike P having this attitude, like a lot of guys are now having a different attitude that I'm really liking. Like Mike P has this like I am the best, no one can fuck with me attitude. You know, like uh, B dot has this I'm going to embrace my battle rap um, persona attitude now where he's kind of just like engaging with the fans engaging with the smoke engaging with the debates and maybe it's easy for him because he's on a net positive right let's see what happens after a loss <laughs> <laughs> fucking weenies <laughs> saga and even the even the whole horseman team like they've all have this like no matter what happens in battle rap i always have to work twice as hard so let me just tuck my my head down and get to grinding you know what i'm saying 
And, and I, I like. Yeah, except for A Ward, man. A Ward like to agitate things. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, A Ward. He, he like to poke this thing at the bear. He man. loves to troll. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like that everybody's becoming self-aware of who they are in this game. Uh, you need to be, man. That's how you move. What's up. your thoughts on it? Yeah, you got to know your value. You got to know your worth. You got to know. You got to know that you're able to move the needle. There's a lot of guys out there who, when they speak, people don't react. People don't tweet about it. People don't, you know, bring it up in debates organically. So there's something to be said to be able to do that. Like not everyone can garner that kind of attention, man. It's only a chosen few, yo, and those, they better use that wisely. Mm. Yeah, man. Uh, so so much so much transactions in the culture. Where, 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 where are we segueing to now? Dog, man, I've been in the I've been in the spittle the past couple of days. <laughs> oh, you know what I saw? I, I I ain't gonna lie to you. I turned on for a split second um uh URL primetime and Smack said Shine is not on Gnome X. So was he's not there? That's correct. Oh man. Oh Romnid Romnidian Rum- gonna- Hollow is no longer going down on Gnome X neither. Oh, we ain't getting that? Nope. Oh, man. Let me find out the brothers are still <laughs> working on finalizing this roster. Yo, please don't say that's what's happening, friends. Please. It's so interesting how some events literally get put together within 21 days. And Gnome X was a car. There was a car for Gnome X that was leaked out really early by, I guess, like staff to like somebody in media and it got to our circle. And obviously it's on our desk and we're seeing all the potential matches and literally every single match that from that first card is starting to fall out one by one by one by one by one. And every, everybody's right. like, Oh, this might be one of the worst gnomes ever. And I'm like, guys, take it easy. Like load of Lux and surfs on this card. Tay rocks on this card. It was on this card. Chandra's on this card. Like, you got a lot of guys. that's got three to three, four, five gnomes under their belt. Like this, this is still a good card. Yeah, it's a good, you know, on top of that, you ain't paying for it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It'd be one thing if you had to drop that 55, $60, but this joint's going to be free. No venue probably makes things a lot easier for URL. So they're probably like not even having to worry about, external deadlines so as far as right. booking matches they might really be concrete two weeks in and out with this like whoever is on gnome probably has less than 30 days to to make it happen nah that's a fact man but i i, I just love just hearing how some of these things come together last minute and then when they work out you go these guys are geniuses man when it doesn't work out oh ready to throw the tomatoes at cats man but you know let's see let's see what else rolls out for, for for Gnome X. What do you think of John John and Will? I mean we talked about it on brunch, but like I, I was shocked. I see a lot of I see nah, I see a dope. lot of people love it. Some people are like, eh. Nah man, that's a dope battle right there. That's a dope battle. Two classic MCs. I don't see it going anywhere but fire. Yo, Will, he's been on one, man, even in the uh even in the what you call it, the social distancing joints, like he's been fire, dog. And John John always brings a hundred percent. So why wouldn't this match be fire? I I wonder what what else we're gonna see now on Gnome because now that Hollow and Rum's not happening, but they're, they're probably gonna make it happen for a later date. Um, Shine and Pat Stay is not happening. Pat Stay currently can't travel. Shine and Chess isn't right. being moved up yet. Um, you know, Verb says he's not on this. Geechee said he's not on this. 
T Top says he's not on this card. Like, what are we about to see? Yeah, yeah, what's crazy is like, see, that's the thing. When people are saying I'm not on it, sometimes I don't know if they're just like trolling just for just to get the fans to talk about it and some engagement, or if they're really not on these cards. So half the time, I don't take anything serious. I just wait for the for the developments to drop. But if these guys are really not on it, then oh man. It's going to be a tough one. But, yo, do you think – I don't know, man. Like, I'm not going to be complacent just yet until I see the entire card. Like, I'm going to give them a chance to, to, to show me what kind of magic they can pull together to make this card happen. Because, I mean, you think about it, Lux and Surf, Light and Rock, those are known, those are known battles. Like, those are clearly – John, John John and Will is a known battle, and even the opener, not the, I don't want to call them the opener, but even if you put Mike P and Saga to open it, you know, I wouldn't be mad at that if that was like a, yo, you know what, we're giving two new guys a, a, a shot at the biggest stage that we got, you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't be mad at that. So, so far, there's nothing to really be complacent about. It's just, yo, chill, let them work their magic and see what they come up with, and then attack it, you know what I'm saying? We get complacent sometimes, dog. Like, if we don't hear the biggest match announced, you know, right when we want to hear it, then, ah, it's caught his ass. I'm like, chill, y'all. I think it's just a lot of logistics right now, man. I think it's just logistics. Like, you know, this guy can't go here. This guy's got family thing over here. Oh, that can't happen yet. I just think if everything was open up and, you know, people felt comfortable just being around other people and being healthy and stuff like that, I don't think we get such a big holdup. But things fall apart and then you got to replace them. And not only replace them, you got to make them joints fire. Like people going to want to have to see it because you know what kind of expectations people have of you. So it's not like that like they like URL could just go, oh, let's just get whoever and whoever like two mid tiers and then make it happen and sell it. No, like you, now you got to try to go get a big dog and somebody else to match their caliber, to replace a match that, you know, people were going to tear the roof off for. Like it's a difficult ass job, man. Like <coughs> it's a difficult job. That's why I never jump too early. And I just wait to see the entire card. I also think because <coughs> we have, um, ultimate man is two coming up. Mm-hmm. I don't suspect anybody that's going to be on gnome to be on that card. However, rookies versus vets is going to be parlayed in the middle of all that as well. So I, I right. can't expect some rookies versus vets potentially be some people that you'll see on Gnome. So they're probably like trying to figure out how to spice it all up. Like it's going to be a two day event, 16 battles. That's 16 mid tier veterans or top tiers that you're trying to get. So I'm sure somebody's mm-hmm. going to get recycled in the midst of all that. And of course. So I still don't know why beat out and torque hasn't been announced. Like I, we got the word that negotiations have started for that battle. Haven't gotten an update on it since. And it's definitely something like this is up torque's alley. Like he can battle in two weeks, right? Like he loves that shit. And beat out said he's ready to go all out. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, ain't nothing, ain't nothing final until the ink is on the paper or the fat lady sings. I ain't heard a sing yet, and I ain't hear nobody say that the paperwork has been signed. So, like I said, man, just give these people time. They're going to work it out. You know, we're going we gonna to get what we... We're going to get a fire event, man. They can't let L.A. down. Because, you know, them brothers, they're going to ride. 
If they gonna be like, all right, you gonna gonna give you gonna give us this punk ass no, <laughs> no beat out, no West, nobody on it. Like it's gonna be a riot, son. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm like, yo, you know, I'ma just fall back. I'ma chill. I'm not listening to these people saying I'm not on Gnome. Like whatever, man. Like if you not, it's gonna it's gonna look crazy if they go to the West. And it's not flooded with West Coast artists. Like, they ain't never going to hear the end of this, man. Like, the West Coast fans are going to rise up and just be, they're going to be hella bad. So, I'm just waiting for the rest of the card. <laughs> this is purely conspiracy alright y'all listen man this whole alright B-Dot did cook rum nitty that's a fact but at the end of the day these guys are EFB brothers and in my conspiracy laden head I'm like you know what maybe rum nitty just decides that's my bro I'ma come I'ma write but this ain't going to be a dog fight. This is going to be like a friendly little backyard spar. I'm going to throw the alley-oop. My man going to look fantastic, as he should. And then we're going to keep it moving and continue to execute this West Coast plan. Because I'm looking at the way Rum Nitty was battling Cortez. And even that wasn't on 100%. I'm like, you mean to tell me you couldn't have done that versus Dot? Like, come on, bro. You owed him a little bit more than that. Or... It was just an alley-oop. Listen, I, I'm saying so. all conversations don't have to be verbal. You feel me? <laughs> you can just go off a vibe like, hey, man, they throwing that check. You want to get it? Yeah, let's get it. And then, hence, you got the type of battle that you got. Okay, so do you think they had a conversation? Pro- Obviously, they both got announced to each other from URL like, hey, you want to battle beat out? You want to battle room? So there's definitely an internal conversation amongst the two after they get the offering. Do you think in that conversation they talk about making B-Dot look good or they talk about just sparring and B-Dot came gloves off? I think in my mind, in my brain, the conversation B-Dot goes, yo, I'm coming to kill you. I'm coming to cook you. Like, I'm really coming to work. And in my brain, Rumnity goes, all right, that's cool. <laughs> Do what you got to do. <laughs> the check still clears. You know what I'm saying? The check still clears. I don't know what it like when he battled Gotti and then when he battled B Dot. It just seems like he just kind of came just to trade rhymes, really. You know, like he never puts forth the full effort and he always just looks different. I don't know why. But Geechee and B Dot take advantage wonder, of man. that, though. They take full advantage. Yeah, they definitely did. Like they definitely came to work and. I don't know if it's because, you know, Rum got the, he's got that, he's got that glow, man. He's got that pass where he can do no wrong. And like the his supporters will always be there. They are not wavering at all. So it's kind of like, all right, man, if you look good, then we all look good on the West Coast. So it's all good. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lose anything from this. And at the same time, I think at that time, 
you know, Geechee's still fighting to really, really super solidify himself and B-Dot's on the way back up. So, of course, they're going to bring 110%. So, when you get that happening, it's like, oh, snap, these guys beat Rum. You know, but Rum is still one of the most beloved out there. I like that conspiracy. I do think there's an internal conversation prior where only B-Dot can, his stock can only raise and Nitty's stock can never go down. So, it's like a win-win for both. However, now, exactly. B-Dot said on primetime, I believe two weeks ago, that he can battle for the rest of the year once a month. And he had the hit list that he put out, right? He said he wants Av, he wants Chilla, he wants Twerk, um, he wants T-Top. And three out of those four names, even T-Top, they all said, yeah, let's get it. You know what I mean? Like, they they want to battle B-Dot, especially on the roof. So... If B-Dot gets through this gauntlet of Twerk, Chilla, Av, and T-Top, right? Mm-hmm. Is this a champion of the year caliber year? Or is there a little asterisk because of the format we have available to us? And he's taking advantage of the fact <laughs> that there is no audience and there's no stage. What do you think? I mean, wow. You know what? <laughs> I didn't think about it that way. But no, I mean, it is what it is right now. This is how we're getting battles out. You know, even if it was to be Ultimate Madness type setting, ain't too many people there. There's probably more people on the roof than there is at that setting. So, you know, it, it things sometimes things just work out for you. And the fact that there's no crowd to fight, uh, yeah, that could play a role in his favor. But honestly, the material that he's been bringing has been material that would have rocked the crowd also. So maybe this isn't showing how good he actually truly is at this point right now because B-Dot's always been a great writer. That's never been, you know, in contention. I think maybe the editing style might have been something that people could have picked apart, but now he's edited it down perfectly to where he's got the perfect blend of consciousness and lyricism in there. So I think not having a crowd takes away from the run that he's having at champion of the year right now he could definitely be top three but imagine these beat out performances with crowds going wild going crazy so you, like he'd look even bigger than he is right here's now. the thing right Pause. like when you when you list those names three out of those four names are actually all better with an audience behind them right like top is better with a crowd a twerk like, even though he's better in small rooms he he he, he needs energy right He's better. He's better in a small room than no audience. Uh, even Av mm-hmm. to a degree, like yeah, he's a pure puncher. But like we've kind of just seen Rum against Dot and and Av out of Guardians of the Culture. Like those small environments for pure punches with no energy or no audience, like they look neutralized. So three out of the four opponents that are all A list opponents that he's calling out that will go battle him in L A in his format, they're kind of like at a disadvantage. And this is like all like. Home games for Bida and it, playing field favors him. Do you discredit that, or do you still like? Nah, I gotta respect those. Are still a list names, and he got through it. No, you definitely gotta respect it because those guys are gonna bring a hundred percent when they're battling Bida on that roof, no matter what. I think my thing was that, like you said, those guys are guys who kill the big stages, and people love them. They make the crowds go wild. Now imagine Bida giving you the same type of performance that gives you the same crazy reactions that he got at that traffic joint when he made his debut. B-Dot looks even crazy if he's able to do that. If, if T-Top is the crowd rocker, 
the the and everyone's going crazy for his bars and then B Dot gets a chance to rebuttal them joints and the crowd is going just as crazy. His stock rises up through the roof dramatically because all this writing on the roof, we know he can write and we know he set this performance up. But if this was to be on the stage, this would be like added even more to his legend. And and you could tell from the transition just as an MC and as a performer because if you go from a guy who might have issues with crowds here and there. I'm not even speaking about B Dot specifically. I'm just talking about overall in general. And then all of a sudden people just see, damn man, like his last five battles, like he's really been killing it on stage. Like that definitely raises your stock and, and raises, you know, your status and the level of of other performers and all that. Like people start to take notice of that. Do you think there'll still be fans that'll be like, oh, B Dot only got this champion of the year or he had a top year because of the environment? Like, will there people be trying to discredit him and try to put an asterisk on it? Like, will that be a thing? Or will everybody just like, nah, man, it's Corona. Like, this, we had no other choice. This is what we have to deal with. Yeah, I mean, pretty much it is what it is. You know, like, I don't think anybody's going to be getting back to hundreds of people in the venue anytime soon. So. This is how we get into battles. This is how we're going to have to judge it. You know, you just got to adapt with the times and what's going on right now. Nothing will make the West happier than champion of the year staying <laughs> in that. Yo, Geechee would not even be mad. He'd probably be relieved like, oh, one less year of trying to like put up with all this stuff. You know what? The West still got it. So that means I still got it. Like, you know, they would, they would be happy as hell. Like, I don't think they would really care as long as it stays in the West. I can only imagine all, all as the, long as it stays in the West, they're all champions. You feel I, me? That's how they feel. I can only know? imagine all the graphic designers to make awesome like flyers with Kobe and and Shaq jerseys <laughs> on B Dot and Geechee. Oh gosh, and Nipsey in the mix somewhere. You you, you, know, you know that picture <laughs> of like Jordan and Pippen like walking off like giving each other high fives and like, yeah, like I can yeah. see that with like Geechee and Dot like giving each other a high five with, with both their belts on their shoulders. <laughs> And Danny in the background with his two arms raised up like this. This, this, I got next. Next year's mine. Is this, is this like a parallel universe of like the Soros and Ilmac winning Scribble for the West, and and oh. now these both these guys won Champion of the Year for the West. Yo, and then imagine B that becomes the two time World Champion. And then you got two-time Geechee and two-time Dot. The Soros would be like, I was the first two-time anything in battle rap. <laughs> but it's all West Coast, so we all win, player. Right. This is crazy. I just want the West Coast. I just oh want the West Coast God. tears to stop after that. Like, if that happens, like, can we everybody just chill the fuck out? I know they ain't crying still, man. Like all the all the recognition they've been getting, man, all the love, like. Listen, you've earned it. You're here. Like, no one's denying anything. Man. Um, then the last bit of news that we can cover here, Vlad, uh, that kind of is really under the radar. Some ladies got booked for some matches. Oh, why are talking Let's to me? pull this up for you. Uh, it's a Miss Hustle match, actually. Uh, yeah, bro. Let me find this for you, sir. You see better. I seen this flyer earlier today, and I got a chance to chance to tweet it out but i don't remember all the matches on it actually haven't even looked into it because it's out in milwaukee shout out to tim oh where where shout out to tim the genius was it black ice cartel i don't think it is it's a moment here the podcast is different than caffeine because the little dead space you can't you can't talk to somebody (laughs) where the (laughs) 
<laughs> Yo, the ladies are back, man. Here we go. Yo, I got it. People gonna start throwing these battles. Okay, so left this, right, this is a league that I've actually never heard of. It's called Underground Battle League. They having a card. It's called Allure. August fifteenth, out okay. of Milwaukee. Miss Hustle and Jada Ray is headlining this. That's a fire match. Okay, mad at that. See, uh, read the lyricist versus Vixen the Assassin, and Pash Porter versus okay. Matrix. There's a private event, invite only, free tacos and Hennessy. Yes, that's oh. that's on the flyer. <laughs> what? Oh man, that sounds great. Miss Hustle and Jada Ray. Um, let's talk about Jada Ray and RX for a second, right? I don't think. Skill wise, talent wise, you could argue who's better, whatever. As far as notoriety with the people, RX has to notch up, right? Because she's holding her value, battle RX. I'm battle my verse. People love RX. But Jada mm-hmm. and RX are both still climbing the ladder and they're both about to battle one of the some of the top ladies in the game independently without Queen of the Ring or URL or King of the Dot or anybody backing them. This is incredible. Yo, this might be one of those these might be one of the moments in times where we realize, like, yo, the ladies are really out here starting to move like the fellas. Like, they're not just waiting for one league to make something happen. Like, we might deadass start seeing the ladies touring the country like the guys are. Like, yo, there's a card going on here. We on that. A card over here. We on that. A card over here. We on that. Because when you don't have that one main league putting out battles all the time, these women still want to get their bars off. And, you know, as promoters... You got to give the people what they want. And there's still a demographic out there of the ladies that want to see the ladies. So, you know, it might make your card, you know, your venue just a little bit more friendlier if you, you know, throw a couple ladies up on there and and just jazz things up a little bit. Spice it up. The rooftop being like avocado, obviously you have the beautiful optics there. You have the setting that like caters to you. You are familiar with everybody. You, You know, like she's been to the place. That makes sense. It's easy to set up, I guess. This venture with Jada Ray getting Miss Hustle, it feels like one of those, like, I've invested money for this. I have a sponsor backing this. Um, I don't, this league is trying to put it together. Like, I don't have to wait for somebody else to put it together. Like, they're just going to get us a small venue. Uh, you book the right ladies on this card. We'll pack it out ourselves because we, we could bring the audience uh, to the capacity that you want. And let's be honest now, like people are just uh, people wilding. Like they forgot about COVID nineteen, so don't be surprised if there's like <laughs> 50, 60 people in a venue at this point in time, especially in battle rap. Oh, so man. the ladies say, "Look, we'll take care of the attendance. You get us a cheap venue. Uh, my sponsor put up whatever I got to put up to pay hustle the money that she wants." And you know, it's not like Queen of the Ring putting events on right now, right? Artists have to eat somehow, some way or another. So like, hustle's price. It, Whatever it might be regularly, maybe she took a little discount. Maybe she's like, oh, yeah, yeah I got to get it how I can, right? Right. And she's battled out of Milwaukee you before, know? so maybe there's some good business out yeah, there. Yeah, no, Milwaukee's like her second home, man. Milwaukee's like her second home, so I think she's going to be really comfortable out there. Like, you're going to get the same hustle that you're used to seeing. And these are interesting times because if you're getting booked and a card is going down, yo, you got to really be good. Like, you got to really shine because ain't too many people who are out there really getting it so if you're still getting booked and you're getting a decent price you put on a crazy show in have a viral performance or whatever now it's like yo your price is up in a pandemic man so it's not like you can just do it like back in the days where if you wanted to slide off on a small league give a so-so performance and then it just gets swept under the rug 
right now with nothing moving, everything you do is magnified. So this is a great opportunity for Jada Ray to level up, and this is an opportunity for for Miss Hustle to keep her price high, man, and to do her thing and to really keep that status. I think it's so cool that there's a parallel that you remember when RX came out here to New York <clears throat> earlier in January to promo, and she went on Queen of the Queen of Battle Rap out of 15 Minutes of Fame, mm-hmm. and Jada Ray like ambushed the show, and they popped up, and they they, they tried to do like a face off <laughs> and all that stuff. R- RX yeah. at the time felt like she wouldn't battle Jada, like she felt like she was above Jada, and now she's about to battle E Heart, and, and Jada's about to battle Hustle, both the ladies that were debuted female battle rap for URL. They're both gonna yeah, if they both ha- if they both have good performances against these ladies, there's a collision course now for RX and Jada. It makes sense at that point. It's like, listen, we might as well just complete the cycle now. And you know, we got to battle the two that started it. Now, what's up? There's a little storyline that's developing. And there. if we if we both got the two top five ladies in the game to battle us on an independent venture, there's no way you and I can't create an independent venture now, right? Like, we're, I'm hot, you're hot. Um, I mean, our price is our price. We're going to try to up the ante, but I'm sure our price isn't top tier price yet. So we can get paid what we need to get paid and make it happen. Yeah, create that synergy, man. I don't see why not. But they both going to have to put on because you know what happens. If one does good and the other one doesn't, like that battle's done. Like it won't ever happen. But if they both do all right or if they both cook, then, yo, it's on. That's a fact. Yeah, man. Let's uh let's get ready to close this pod out. It's been a good little hour and a half pod for the for the our, our LTBR listeners, man. They we feel like we've been neglecting them, but good news for you guys. We're going back to Gotham Podcast Network this week. Um, so Word. you guys will have the podcast back on Spotify and all the platforms, and two of these bad boys a week plus the brunch show. So, nah, absolutely, man. And uh, yo, France, man, thanks for doing the show tonight, man. It's joining us, mad therapeutic. You know what I'm saying? Just uh, waiting for the baby to get here, and uh, just want to thank everyone who's been listening since day one. Yo, it's been like two years we've been rocking on this joint, man. So. You know, a lot of you guys are like family right now. So, you know what I mean? Just felt like had to let you guys in, you know, a little peek behind the windows and all that. So just appreciate everyone for rocking with us and just continue to rock out with the show, man. It only goes up from here. Till next time, y'all. Oh, wait. Oh, what's up? Oh, I was, I was going to ask you one last question before we, we wrapped it up. Oh, talk to my bad player. My yeah. Bad. I, oh, now we get to the good stuff, the real life stuff. Yeah. Now you're giving me what I want. <laughs> We can talk some real life stuff too, actually. But this is, this is just a fun question that I actually I thought about. I wanted to ask you, who's a battle? Who's, who's a battle rapper that you watch back in the days? Right, like this is the decade of the two thousands that you really you uh-huh. really rocked with, and they never stood active over the next era of the culture. And you're like, you know what? I really wish this guy was still around. I fucked with him. That was still around. Oh man, you know. I, I wish uh, I wish Jihad would have fought through that whole situation that he was going through, mm. and just would have kept battling, because that would have been an ill like turnaround story. Like he he could have really turned that into something, but you know you know Philly Cats, man, I guess real life be going on. Um, I can't really say Jay Mills because when he went down to Puerto Rico, I was like, this ain't the guy that was killing Ness. Like <laughs> I don't know what he's spitting right now. Shells I didn't miss because at that point, like some of them styles just started to get exposed to me. Where I'm like, this ain't it no more, Chief. You know what I'm saying? Like 
What are we doing? Here? I got I got one guy. Oh. I got one guy. Uh, Who? I really wish Nemesis from Dot Mob or Money Ave stood active. Oh, because yeah, Money yeah, Ave yeah. had the Murder Mook, T Rex, and Nems, and those three guys were like glued to each other. They were your Miami Big Three. They were hated. And they all brought something different to the table. But you can kind of tell the hierarchy at the time, right? Like, Mook was the guy on all the DVDs. Rex was right next. Mm-hmm. And, and Nems had the least amount of battles out of the two. So he was kind of like the Chris Bosh, Kevin Love role. But he was so talented. He was so good. He focused so much on, like, being technical with the multis. He had little schemes. And actually got a clip of him cooking against his X-Factor battle. And I'm like, wow, his material aged really well. It's been 15 years, and this is still good. Let's check this out. Put the volume up for you. Make sure you can hear that. They always asking 21 questions about the massacre. Cool as an AC. Sometimes I got a spaz and curse out. I'm lazy because I passed the workout. And yeah, I get the cash and game. One phone call and that paper comes straight to me like a fax machine. I'm a star that'll leave you with a scar money. Give you a pump. Watch you break like a car money. I got a broad money 22. I call a melon because giving the best head is what honey do. I'm the NY Emma. Ten-time winner, chick spine splitter. I'ma get mine, nigga. I stepped out the mud and I'm fresh out the gutter. I treat niggas like bread, cause I stretch it for butter. Uh-huh. And with ballers, I aim this gauge. With Michael Jordan bullets, when I shoot it, hit your head and push your fade away. See, I steal my neighbor's cake. I peel it, come spray your place. Put it back at a later date, I won't say a thing. The D and the Coke make it come for hours. That's why I'm teasing my O's. Call it onion powder. See the pies, I'ma flip. Rocks, I'ma make them tumble. Eighth on the plate, I chop it until it crumble. When you ride around town in the drop, man, the ladies love you. Now your bitches like your chain. I pop one, take her from you. <laughs> yo, now I'm just cooking back in the days. Vintage, yo. Vintage, man. Yo, definitely a little, uh, a little Rex in that flow there a little bit. I mean, right? they all kind of like, you know, they were all, they all sparred 24-7 with each other, so. No, for sure, for sure. But, like, you could definitely hear, like, the style, you know, comparisons there. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of fine. He was so much more technical than the rest of the guys. Like, Mook back then was just, like, throwing a million punch lines from the field and just, like, I'm trying to land 40%. I'm trying to be 40% from the field. And, and and Rex was just like, let me spit as fast as I can, as raw as, raw as I can, and the flow is going to captivate you. Well, Nemes was really technical. Like, even that little, I passed the workout, like, that was kind of ahead of his time. Or I felt like he kind of combined the two styles. There. Right. Like he's like, wait a minute, this guy does this really well. This guy does that really well. I can merge these two. <laughs> Yo, how could I not be nice? Right. Damn it. Nah, man. Shout out to Nim. Yo, you know who was an ill dude from back then too? I like Sam Scarfo, man. Mm. Like I always thought like he had a good character. Like he was someone who you believed. You know what I mean? Like great stories and just a good rhyming ability that. You know how, like, Suge got that kind of factor? He was just more like a, a stockier, smaller, you know what I mean? Kind of like that energy that I feel like Suge is now. But Sam Scarfo was, like, dope, man. I, I definitely would have liked to have seen him continue to battle around. I like Sam Scarfo, too, man. Those Fight Club days, he uh, he yeah. put on back in those Fight Club days, man. And uh, such a different time zone, man. You know, your long, your long basketball jersey. You were able to get a chopped cheese sandwich from the deli for three cash with a canned soda. Oh, man. 
I had a size 56 jerseys back then. Yeah, well, 52 to 56, whatever fit. You know? What was a Vlad outfit in the 2000s, and what was a Vlad meal? Like, you you threw on this outfit, and you went to go grab this meal. Oh, and tell man, us And tell us the man. price. Yo, tell us the price of the meal, too. Yo, let me tell you, it was crazy, because, like, when the jerseys was popping in the early 2000s, like, I was getting all the authentic joints. Like, that was me on, either it was, like, through eBay or whatever, the NBA store just trading with, like, you know, other collectors and stuff like that. Like I had like every home and away from NBA and NFL, not too much baseball, but yo, my joint was throw on a big Jersey gown, authentic joint. You know, you got the goofy ass pinwheel hat to match. Cause you know, you gotta be extra matched out with it. I mean, some huge jeans, man. Like had to be doing like the 38s back then at mm. least, you know what I'm saying? Super mega baggy, all kinds of ah oh man, whatever Jordan was out or whatever, might be headband up. Like it was very colorful, man, to say the most, and just huge undershirt, huge yo. And then where would we go to eat, man? Damn, Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> nah, I've always been a Popeyes guy, man. But there nah, was, I don't mean, uh, I don't mean, I don't mean uh, KFC, you know KFC, but like the chicken spot, like in the hood. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. You know what? My boy and I, man, we used to be in the city all the time, like on 34th Street. You know that steak place where they make all them steaks and all that joint? On 34th and what? It's like right by the, um, right by where the foot action is at, across the street from the foot yeah. action. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a two tier yeah, type yeah. of yo, son. I go there, yo. Let me get a steak. Let me get some of that. Let me get some of that. Then just go upstairs. Like we go by mag. But that place, that, that place is an open buffet, though, right? That place is an open buffet. Like you can. They got the buffet. Yeah, they got the steaks in the yeah, window. Yeah, and all yeah, that. yeah. Son, oh I, man, they had, they had the upstairs. They had the upstairs. Yes, yes, yes. I will, yes. I will I go. I will go to the called. buffet and just just get as much things as I could for seven dollars. <laughs> And it's not much because in, I'll, for some reason the scales in Manhattan are just lighter than the scales in the Bronx. So every every yeah, right man. everything is just rigged. So you're like, oh great, can, can I can I get this piece of cheese for fucking fifty cents? Nah, it's a dollar extra. So I would I would make this platter for myself and go upstairs and I'm just like, oh this is great. Yeah, man, it's just ass, man. Nah, man, but that was it, yo. Like get our checks, man. Go straight to the Foot Action Foot Locker. Cop up. They go get some steaks at that joint, man. Or you know what? Or Dallas BBQs, man. That was like, oh man, you throw your jersey on, man. You throw your hat on. <laughs> you go to that joint, the big ass shorts. Like you remember the big jean capri shorts, the shorts down like your mid. I remember the shorts with all the NBA Son. team logos on it. How about that? Oh, you know what? I never did that, man. I that's, was like, that's, nah, that's 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 serial rough. killer shit, right? That's, that's too Negroidian for me, yo. <laughs> a, pair, a pair of those jeans with like some like, black ups, like that. You're you're just a murderer. Yeah, oh, you definitely robbing somebody. <laughs> like you definitely going through it if you. You wear one of those fitteds that like are striped all over the like the hat. Oh yeah, the, the pinwheel the pin, joints, of the course. Pinwheel, man. The pinwheel fitteds with a do rag underneath. Yo, my first uh, <laughs> I definitely did the do rag. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I used to have the ill ways back then, so the do-rag came in handy. But um, I remember my first throwback. Um, actually, somebody gave it to me as a gift. It was the Iverson joint, the number three joint that everybody used mm. to rock. And that joint was like, man, like, it was like a size 48, but it was long. 
So, like, it kind of fit how it should have fit, but my dumb ass, <laughs> it was the baggy era. I'm like, yo, this shit is too tight, man. I can't be wearing this. It's like wearing a dress. But now it's like you look at it 20 plus years later or whatever, 20 years later, you're like, you mean this how I was supposed to be wearing it back then? Like, I was tripping, man. But I had that joint. I had the matching red, white, and blue pinwheel hat, man. It just looked like the 4th of July. Every It was crazy era, man. Yeah, it was definitely a fun era. It was definitely... Oh, the kicks man. weren't so expensive. You know, you get a nice fucking meal for $5, $5.50. Hell yeah, man. That BBQ's joint, you go there, you get your, your big-ass frozen Long Island iced tea. Yo, that joint used to hit hard. Nah, yeah. B- BBQ's is just for the drinks. Like, Mojo came to New York, and me, and her, me Mojo, and her cousin went to the BBQ's out in Brooklyn, and we, we, we didn't even eat. We just got drinks. Because the drinks are so... Nah, I like the wings, man. I ain't going to lie. The wings with the honey sauce well, on yeah, the side? Yeah, I was about to ask you, what flavor, wing, what flavor oh. wings do you get? Do you get Hennessy wings? Do you get barbecue no, get, wings? you get... No, no. Hell, yeah. Hennessy wings. Back to them Negroidian I'm, wings. I'm, I'm just though. asking. There's a lot of flavors there. I'm asking what flavor you get. I don't... Nah, nah, nah. I, I do not... I've tried the Hennessy wings. It's mad soggy. Like, I don't like it. Give me the plain, crispy joints and give me the honey sauce on the mm. side and give me the bottle of hot sauce. That way... I can snap it. I can make one a honey joint. I can put hot sauce on the other, make that joint a hot one. And then I can just eat one plain. So it's like rotating three different types of wings. Corn, corn. So you don't got to get three half orders. Cornbread? You just get one order. Yeah, the cornbread is all right, though. It's nothing to write home about. Mm-hmm. Like, the food is all right. But the wings, like, I, re- I really rock with the wings and the honey sauce, man. Other than that. That Texas size Long Island iced tea and that fish bowl, boy, with the extra shot, you be slizzard when you walk up out of there. Do you man. ever like th- their whole goal is to get you fucked up? Like I will always get a henny culotta <laughs> with a shot, and I'm just like, how yeah. am I gonna survive? Yo, I don't know, man. Like half the time, I'd hop on that train and just be like, oh my. I- I'm God, I'm lucky. There, there's a there's a BBQs is like exactly 13 minute walk from me. So like I used to go there religiously 2013. Get fucked up and just yeah. walk home. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not me, but I got to take trains to the crib back there. And I'm like, you just sitting on the train just feeling like a pure degenerate. Because half the time it'd be like dead in the middle of the afternoon. And you're like smacked, yo. You're like, people know you look crazy right now. <laughs> but uh, you all full and stuff. You got the itis. You sleepy. You got a big ass drink. You should have just paid $10 and, and jumped in oh. a Lincoln, Lincoln cab. And a black Lincoln cab by a Dominican guy driving in. Just get your ass home, man. Nah, brother. From Manhattan to Brooklyn. Listen. See, you guys are you guys are the spoiled Uber. Wait, era. but th- but you this is before me? this is before Uber. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is you know how hard it is for a black man to get a cab, <laughs> especially when you look at drunk coming out of BBQs talking about take me to Brooklyn. <laughs> They're like, yo, man, we ain't crossing that bridge. You oh, well, crazy? you're in the city having BBQs. Yeah. Okay, so that's different. That's yeah. different. That's completely different because <laughs> the city the, the yeah. city laws of taxis, obviously, you and I know this, but let's put it for the podcast listeners that aren't familiar with New York. Uh-huh. Uh, Manhattan borough taxis can only pick up, like, people in Manhattan. So, like, for example, like, let's say you're from the Bronx and you're taking somebody from the Bronx to Manhattan and now you drop them off and you're in Manhattan with your Bronx car. You can't pick nobody up. It's illegal. Exactly. See, I mean, people probably people yeah. still do it, but I'm just saying it's it's illi- oh, it's illegal. Please. So you're you're dealing with a lot of taxi drivers in these like yellow cabs, green cabs, or green cabs weren't even out back then. Mm-hmm. Just yellow cabs. So the meat is expensive, and it's like normally like an Indian that like 
doesn't really speak English, and they're very like paranoid about going to the Bronx or Brooklyn or even going to Harlem. You know what I mean? Like they they're trying to stay in Midtown the entire time. So right. I, I hear you. I, I'm thinking you're in the hood, Vlad. Where you call one of these? Oh, where you call no, the? Where you no, call? No, where you no, call no. the base? And there's a guy saying 50 words <laughs> in 30 seconds. You know what I mean? Yo, my favorite is the Dominican guy. Five minutes, five minutes, five minutes, white car, five minutes, five minutes. <laughs> I be like, word, you said that twenty minutes ago. <laughs> Listen, five minutes. Look, man, you 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 call you call you call seven one eight two nine nine one 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 one. Right, you call that number, and then they be like, I don't wanna. And you be like, my number is like seventy fifty three Avenue. And they be like, okay, okay, two minutes, two minutes, two minutes, two minutes, two minutes, two minutes, two minutes. <laughs> I used to have to like. Oh I used to have to like. It, it became like a competition to the point where like you have to show off with your friends to see who could order the taxi, or who could talk, who could talk the, the fastest. <laughs> so every time like I have the phone in my hand and I like I'm it's ringing, and the second I heard that Alawana, like hello, I was like, "Manu taxi seven 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 five you." Five minutes, five minutes, five minutes. Whack off, five minutes. That's hilarious. Nah, man, that was the day, man. That was the era. And then, yo, you know what would be crazy? So, I the BBQs is on 23rd. My man and I will be finished getting loaded at the BBQs. And then we walk down 8th Avenue um, all the way down to like 34th Street. And as you pass it along, they had the LDVD shops. Mm-hmm. That's where I first started getting the smack joints from, man. We was literally smacked. Walked up in that joint like, yo, oh, they got a new joint out? Boom, let me get that one. Oh, you know what? I don't even got the first one. You you always walking out like, as you're getting the latest one, you're copping one of the oldest ones. You know, it's just until you finally caught up. And then once you got caught up, it was like, yo, it's kind of like how you look at Netflix now. A series drops, you binge it, and then you're just like, fuck man like when is this joint gonna come back like i need something else to watch so it's like for a while when you didn't have all the smacks you it's like the infinity stones you still had something you were trying to get you know what i'm saying to complete it once you finally got caught up it was like it was amazing but it was still like oh man now i got nothing to look forward did you, to did, for did you get to the point of the smack dvds where you stopped watching the content beforehand and just fast forward to the battle because that's that's yeah, what yeah, that's yeah, why yeah, i became yeah, yeah. once i started going to black star in actual Harlem to cop my DVDs and mm-hmm. I would just rush home and I fast forward all these freestyles and interviews. I don't want to hear none of this. <laughs> now at the beginning we kind of got it for all the interview stuff and the dip set fall back, dip set fall back and all that. And you know, the game and Jojo Capone out there and all that stuff and beans and everything. But then after, like, the battles became consistent, you were like, yo, wait a minute. Let me check out this battle real quick and then head back and check out all these other guys or whatever. So smart marketing, man. But, yeah, man, those were the DVD copping days, yo. It, it was it was a fun time for sure, man. It was definitely a fun time. And yo, I can't believe how much money I was dropping on Jersey, son. I'm thinking about the price of inflation right now with them joints. Would it cost brand new? <sighs> Crazy, man, because a pair of Jordans is over 200 no matter what now, right? I think about other things, too. Like, uh, I used to buy a lot of Air Maxes back in the day. So, like, Air Max was always, like, a, a cool yeah. 70 to 90 So, you were able to always, like, get your $300 check and be like, ah, I, could, I could cop the kicks, the fit, the, the, the hat, 
and still have enough to go out. Because going out back then yeah. was just like chipping in five dollars for a bottle because you had no fucking tolerance and like two cups of right. of some some Bacardi <laughs> will fuck you up. And, and then taxis were so cheap. Like we used to go across the Bronx for eight to ten dollars. And if it's like four, you guys, everybody just puts two dollars in, and you're having a grand time for less than twenty bucks. And I didn't smoke. I, 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 didn't, I didn't smoke back then. So like, I I also save money there too. But what, I think know. about the I think about uh like collected things too, like Pokemon cards, or Yu-Gi-Oh cards, like all the games that people used to play <laughs> back then. They were really big on like, oh shit, you know, like that's probably worth a ton of stuff now. Son, I, I gotta think I about st- this. I still got like, this. I got a, people can't see it, but I got a Game Boy Color. Oh, yeah, I was one of the Game Boy when I was you ne- in elementary. You never school. had a Game Boy, Vlad? I never had a Game what, Boy. What, bro? A, yeah, man. I was a underprivileged black youth. I would, I would, exp- I would expect <laughs> you to have the brolic as silver Game Boy with the purple buttons and no color. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, yo. There's a moth in here. Give me one no, second. I, 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 got, I got a moth on my side too. I've been swinging at this shit. <laughs> Hold on, son. Let me, let me get this moth. Hold on, B. This is crazy. This, that's how you know the summer's here. The bugs is out. Son. Nah, the one that was near me, I already swatted it. But like, dude, yo, this is wow. How the hell you got a moth the same time I dude, got a moth? Dude, in my you crib. see me swinging? What you thought I was doing? <laughs> oh no, I thought you was. I thought you was like my man in the hip hop is real interview. I was like, yo, I'm not that crazy. I was like, I was like yo, what's going on? <laughs> no, I had a moth here. I'm, I'm here trying to like. Uh, you know, that, I was like, all right. I was like, that, okay. that's, that's clearly a sign for us to get up out of here, right? Oh man, yo man, yo friends, man, this has been another dope episode. Like we said, man, we got y'all. We're gonna be back, dropping twice a week, doing battle rap brunch. Catch us on caffeine. You know, what I mean, this weekend I'm not gonna be there. Unfortunately, I'm gonna be in the hospital chilling with my wife. You know what I mean? Visiting hours are 11 to 3. So, you know, I got to be there the entire time. However, France and Cece are going to hold it down. Special guests as usual. Great content as usual. So make sure y'all tune in. Oh, I will be in the chat. Best believe that. So I'm going to still be around. You know what I'm saying? Turning up with y'all. So y'all make sure y'all show up because, yeah, we're going to be having a good time. Yo, I hate to do this again because we were just about to get out of here. But... Nah, let's do I ain't got nothing else going on. <laughs> and, and, and I wish you actually talked. No I wish you talked about this earlier in the pod. Maybe we, we post this up somewhere. But you mentioned that we, we got caffeine right this Sunday. Yeah. CC was uh, out of commission. She was out with her father enjoying Father's yeah. Day. We held it down. She load managed, and we said we got you. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes when you star load mm-hmm. managers, you don't always get the win. Our audience, oh, our man. audience <laughs> went down. Our numbers went down, and our stats went down. Who run the world? Girls. <laughs> Girls. Who run the world? Girls. Hell yeah, man. I just want, I just want, oh, I get CC her flowers all the time, but I just want to do it again on wax. Her presence was felt, missed, and the metrics show it. That is a fact, man. So y'all make sure y'all tune in this Sunday <laughs> for the return, turn of CC. 
Nah, man, I'm going to definitely be in the chat, yo. Turn it up. These two going to hold it down. And, you know, they might have some special guests for y'all. So, you know how we do, man, on Battle Rap Brunch on Sundays. So, definitely tune into that. And obviously, subscribe on all streaming platforms. Yes, we will be back on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast on. We will be back on there. So, we apologize for that. But thank you for rocking with us all this time. And until next time, y'all. Peace. 142.